0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Today is Thursday, March 18th, 2021. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the chapter titled We Agnostics, Chapter 4. We're on page 44, reading paragraph 4. And it begins with if a mere code of morals we'll be reading just one paragraph and discussing that today today's readers team thursday we have lauren n melissa g pete b janice pm margaret d and leslie w along with susan h the reference numbers for wednesday march 17 2021 7 a.m eastern standard time are 16,592. That's 16,592. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,593, 16,593. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. So OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can, um, uh, can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous i will now ask lauren n to read the 12 steps
1: lauren good morning jen good morning visionaries lauren n from new york compulsive overeater sugar addict the 12 steps one we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable Thanks so much,
0: Lauren. I'll now ask Melissa G. to read
2: the 12 traditions. Hey, this is Melissa G. from Michigan. Um, Twelve traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before
0: personalities. Have a great meeting. Thanks. Thanks so much, Lauren and Melissa, for reading the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. Well, this is how our meeting works. The meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study um, in chapter four, We Agnostics. We're on uh, page 44 in the Big Book, paragraph number four, and I will ask Pete B to begin reading.
3: Thanks, Jen. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. I'm in Pennsylvania. Uh, If a mere code of morals or better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome alcoholism, many of us would have recovered long ago. But we found that such codes and philosophies did not save us no matter how much we tried. We could wish to be moral. We could wish to be philosophically comforted. In fact, we can will these things with all our might, but the needed power wasn't there. Our human resources, as marshaled by the will, were not sufficient. They failed utterly. So I'll just start my uh, timer. And, uh, you know, first off, just want to say, you know, like if you're new, if you're just coming back, if you're not familiar with this, you know, I want to encourage you to you know, get a sponsor who's well aware of the, of the, uh, of the condition who's well aware of the process and the text and, and go through this, you know, uh, uh, as rigorous as you possibly can. I don't want, I don't want what I'm going to share about this, about this paragraph to be misconstrued in any way whatsoever. Right. Um, you know, but what, what, because you know because a lot of times you know particularly in this meeting because we're studying the text we focus a tremendous amount on the what we do and the how we do it right what we do and how we do it when really what this is saying is that what we do and how we do it Really relates to why we do what we do, right? Right, like, like because if you think about the the twelve step recovery program and, and what we do, what else is it then uh, but a mere code of morals and better philosophy of life, right? Like the process, the step, the the the, the steps themselves are just another process, right? They are, they're, they, you know, they're they're just a, they're they're just another vehicle for helping us to, you know, work out our, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the human emotions, the feelings, the thoughts, the, all of these different things, right? But what this is saying here is that, you know, our condition, in the doctor's opinion, and also more about alcoholism, it, explains, it, it positions it as phenomena, the inexplicable, right? Phenomena is a fact or a situation that observed, is observed or exists to happen, especially one whose cause or explanation is in question. And we try to, as a group, we try to figure out what the question is, right? We, we figure out what the question is, right? The 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 problem is, is that anything that we try to work out, you know, these, the, you know, the ideas, figuring out the why, the who, the what, the where, that's all just trying to answer the question, right? And this is phenomena. The only thing that we have, and it says it in the first paragraph, that the, the, the that, um, uh, only a spiritual experience will conquer. Now we have a 12-step recovery program that we follow in this program. That's that's if worked correctly and efficiently, is 100% successful. It never fails if it's worked the way it's outlined in the book, right? But it's not the only way to have a spiritual experience. We have no monopoly on God, right? We have what's required is that we have a spiritual experience. And if we rely on the what we do and the how we do as, you know, the key of getting us, the the key to us, you know, living free from this condition, uh, you know, it says we're not sufficient. They fail utterly. What we need to focus on is why we do what we do. And the why we do what we do is to connect with the power that will solve our problems. Our book says there is one that has all power. That one is God. May you find us now. It continues to say on many instances, we have no mental defense. We have, you know, there is no human power, right? We have to get out of, you know, and uh, and with that, I'll pass. I've done over my three minutes. Thanks.
4: Thank you, Pete B.,
0: well we value everyone's experience. So we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. And who would also like to share in what was read today?
5: Janice PM. Riva P Reva P. Reva. Jane
6: i I'm
0: sorry, say that again. S. I think I think there was a Jane in there.
6: Jane S.
0: Thanks, Jane. And there was a couple people before Jane, after Janice. Who was that?
6: Vanessa. Haley M.
0: S. Vanessa. Adriana I T. Adriana T. That's good. Thanks so much. We'll stop there. Let me hear. tell you who I heard. I apologize if I missed you. Uh, we'll catch you on the next round. I heard Janice, Vanessa, Jane, Reva, Haley, and Adriana. All right. Good morning to you, Janice. Go right ahead.
4: You'll have to press star one. I was saying good morning to you. <laughs>
7: anyway, again, good morning to you, Jen, and everybody that's on this line that's listening. My name is Janice M. and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, and I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, boy, if a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life was sufficient for me, to overcome my compulsive overeating, you know, I would have recovered long ago because I had morals. I had some good morals, uh, you know, growing up. And I thought, oh, I'm a good girl. If I don't do this before I'm married and all this, then, you know, I'll conquer this thing. I'll conquer this uh, compulsive overeating because I've had it since I was eight years old. So, you know, um, and, The whole thing is, you know, do I believe that knowing the way of my thinking and living described in this book, you know, would give me access to a power from this process that I was thinking and all that? No, 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 it it, it didn't. It just didn't. You know, could I wish, could I wish to think and act right and that would conquer it? Could I wish to have a belief system that comforts me so that I could conquer this uh, illness that I have? You know, I wanted all these things with all my willpower, with all these, my will, my will, -will. self-will. But it says the needed power wasn't there. The needed power from myself wasn't there. The needed power, unfortunately, Uh, from my fellowship for the human beings, for the human aid wasn't there. Yeah, they supported me. Don't get me wrong. I need this fellowship. That supports me, but it doesn't give me this recovery that the 12 steps gave me. That's when I found that needed power because I was powerless, (laughs) you know, and uh, human resources. No matter what, they, they were not sufficient enough. They failed utterly, and I tried everything by myself, and it didn't work because I didn't have that needed power. You know, all my resources, all my best thinking got me here until I was shown through these and guided through these 12 steps that I found the needed power to not conquer, but to get recovered in this with my illness that the allergy of the body wasn't set up and triggered and the obsession of the mind. That's the most powerful thing because that's the unmanageability through my mind. Then the action came. So it's all about unmanageability and I could not manage my thinking. The obsession. I could not get rid of that no matter how much I tried. Talk to myself, get a shower, do this, go for a walk. Those things are good, but it didn't remove my my compulsive overeating. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Janice. I'm from Boston. Up next, we have Vanessa followed by Jane. Good morning to you, Vanessa.
8: Good morning, uh, Vanessa and calling from California, gratefully in recovery and so grateful for this line. Everybody doing service um, and the shares already have been amazing. I, you know, this philosophical thing, like I definitely, have, I've worked through all kinds of philosophies in my life that did not help me with a lot of different things. And it wasn't until the 12 steps that I got real relief. and really working the steps the big book way in other programs before I joined this program. And even doing that didn't help me with the food. Um, I definitely tried in vain to apply 12 steps from other programs to the affair of food, and it didn't work until I I really admitted that powerless that I have over food by taking the first step in this program with the help of a sponsor who is recovered in this program, not some other program, not a whole bunch of other programs, but this program, somebody who knew exactly what I was going through. And the transformation has been amazing and, and it has affected all areas of my life. And I will say I had a, you know, and I know one of our dear fellows always says my credits don't transfer and they really didn't. And no matter how wonderful the work was in my other program and how connected I felt to God in that program, I still couldn't apply that to this program without taking step one, fully and completely and totally surrendering. And even thinking that I had done that in this program, I realized recently um that I hadn't completely done that, that I was in compliance, that I wasn't totally surrendered. And having realized that, listening to um, Marie, oh, I believe's amazing podcast about uh, compliance versus surrender it didn't take long until I was able to really fully surrender and really turn it over and pray about it. And my spiritual transformation as a result of working the steps in this program and listening to these amazing shares every day and, and studying the big book in this way has been completely transformational. And I spoke to a fellow the other day. um, I do regular outreach and I have um, for a while before this program. And she just said how, much she has noticed my transformation and my ever-deepening connection with higher power through my share since I've been working this program and since I've been also engaging in regular two-way prayer, which I've been doing every day, um, it's just been amazing. And I've never felt this close to God. And I have felt close to God before. I felt close to God when I came in and God did guide me here directly to vision, never worked away in any other way. And the obsession has been lifted after, I've, I've been abstinent for 79 days, and the obsession has been lifted. Working step 11, super grateful for everybody. Thank you so much. And with that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Vanessa. N. up next, we have Jane,
6: followed by Reva. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jane, and I am in recovery from compulsive overeating. Um, I'm so grateful to be here this morning and, and be able to share. and um. Oh, What a great paragraph. Uh, So for me, what what jumps out, and I can relate, is that there's no human power that could have relieved my compulsive overeating. And I I am a human, and I've been trying and trying and trying, and I've been looking for the answer and the solution and other people and other things, and I've tried it every which way but loose. And uh, over the past five years, I've been in and out of OA vision. Uh, I've been coming back and you know i knew this time um i was licked and i knew that i had to do something different and um, when i came back this time (laughs) i don't i i i think that i was just listening from a deeper surrender i know i was now and i heard i kept hearing to put the food down so i put the food down and i listened And then I needed this time to set aside everything I thought I knew about everything, myself, my God, the programs that I'm in, the steps and the way I've done the steps for a new experience. And I bought a new book, big book, or I had a big book, actually had it here in the house. I got a new OA sponsor. I I, I found someone who I wanted what she had this time. And um, she is guiding me through the steps and um i will echo the fact that my <laughs> my deepening connection with my higher power has been transformational for me this gift that i have now is like one that i've never had i finally have neutrality around food and over i've, I've been trying for almost 60 years of my life <laughs> and here i am and i'm sitting today uh, woke today uh with 60 days of this obsession being removed and um I can see so much clearer now what my higher powers is wanting me to do when I'm on step eight and I'm making a list and things are coming to me that have not come to me and 12 years of recovery in another program. So all I can say is thank you God. And thank you to each and every one of you on this line every day. You're saving my life. <laughs> so have a great day, everybody.
0: Thanks, Jane S. And up next we have Reva P. followed by Haley S. Welcome,
5: Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Um, Two main things struck me. First of all, when I see the word morals, I think of good and bad. And you know, this illness has nothing to do with being a good person or a bad person. And before this program, I spent so many days telling myself I was good if I had a good day with the food. I was bad if I did bad things with the food. And it became a moral issue. But this is an illness. This has nothing to do with good, bad. Um, And then the other thing is other people have shared, you know, the paragraph is telling me what's not going to work. Wishing, trying hard, having morals having philosophies as long as all of those are based on my human resources and my own self and self-will i and it and all efforts are going to fail because i don't have power my problem is not about not having morals my problem is not having access to power and then how do i get this power like why like somebody mentioned you know why do we do all this Why do I put the food down? Because it blocks me from power. Why do I work the steps? Because my defects and all my gook, you know, disordered thinking blocks me from power. So I do the work so I can access power. And once I access power, I get the transformation that leads to all these wonderful things that people share. And you know what? It's not... I'm I'm having challenges in other areas of my life not related to the food, and it's the same thing over and over. I don't have the power, um, and all the efforting doesn't change anything, not just the food, anything in my life. It's always about keep the substance down, work the steps, and God changes the thoughts and actions that lead to freedom um and anytime i'm trying to do it on my own power tells me many times not sufficient failed not just failed
0: failed utterly Um, so with that i pass thanks so much reva p from toronto up next we have haley s followed by adriana t hello haley Good morning. My name is Haley S. as in Serenity
9: from Minnesota. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater for today. Um, the thing that first stuck out to me about this paragraph um, was the sentence, such codes and philosophies did not save us. So it's not telling me that all the weight loss schemes I tried didn't weren't effective in some way because I did lose some weight on them, never stayed off, always gained it back and then some. But they did not save me, and to me being saved means having sanity, having restored relationships, having, you know, that monkey chatter in between my ears away, you know, not the constant war of trying to fight what is bad for me. Um, So they did not save me. And another thing that I think is just such the main focus of this paragraph is just our human resources, were not sufficient. And um, when I first, I, well, I came into this program 18 months ago when I was 27 and I'm 29 now. And when I read this, I was like, thank God, because I am so done trying because everything I have done has failed, no matter how bad I wanted it, no matter how bad I tried. Um, so I was done, you know, and I didn't have a faith, but I was like, Okay. Well, you know, everything I've read up to this point tells me that I I don't need to, um, you know, that I will learn what God is and who that is to me, um, a God of my understanding. And as I worked the steps and experienced the miracle of this fellowship and how God works through people in this program, I mean, I could not deny the existence any longer. I have lost 101 pounds working this program and building a relationship with the God of my understanding. And I feel like I have a new lease on life. I feel like I've unlocked a secret level, like in a me like in a video game. Um, and that is no human power. That is, that's divine. That is something beyond my understanding. And thank God it is because that means that, you know, if I did understand my God, it wouldn't be big enough. Um, So I'm just so grateful to be here this morning with all of you. And I just find such joy in this meeting and sharing the message with others and hearing and learning from others' experiences. And if you are an agnostic or an atheist, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, You can find a power greater than yourself that's personal to you, and it will work just the same. So with that, I pass.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Haley S. from Minnesota. Um, Up next, we have Adriana T. Before we go to you, Adriana, let me just go ahead and let everybody know on the lines who might have just joined us where we're at. We're in Chapter 4, We Agnostics, um, page 44, and we're on the fourth paragraph at the bottom that starts with, If a mere code of morals, that's what we're reading today, just that one paragraph. Um, I'll have Adriana T. share, and then I'll take another list of names. Good morning to you.
10: Hi, this is Adriana T. Recovered in Michigan. So grateful to be here. So grateful to be on this chapter. Um, And I just appreciate everything that's been said so far. Um, So many great thoughts about this paragraph and experience. Um, I guess when I first read this paragraph, um, I was in a place where I thought, you know, my interpretation was, um, okay, religion doesn't work, religion sucks. Um, You know, other philosophies, oh, that's not going to work. Like I was looking for some higher power outside of all of that. Um, And I don't know if I was even looking for a higher power at first. I just wanted to lose the weight. Um, And I think I kind of wanted like a God that, I think because I felt so beaten down in life, I wanted a God that was never going to tell me what to do, um, always support me in whatever I wanted to do. I was kind of looking for a God that was going to co-sign everything that I thought, um, you know, was okay. Like I wasn't looking to be transformed. And so when I started working the steps, Um, Lo and behold, (laughs) I, you know, kind of gained some spiritual principles along the way, like humility, um, honesty, um, (laughs) openness, and um, those things kind of actually led me back around to revisiting um, the religion that I committed to several years ago. And, um, and realized that, hmm, maybe me, the one that had issues with my thinking and relationships and choosing the right types of food to eat, um, my work habits, um, all of these things um, who had a lot of screwed up thinking when it came to those things, also had a lot of screwed up thinking when it came to God and religion. And what I was hearing when I was sitting in the pews was something going through the filter of someone with an addict mind you know Um, I looked for reasons to kind of poo-poo it because well then I don't have to you know follow things like not judging others and um, lack of forgiveness in my heart and things like this and so um, it's pretty amazing how you know, God really does work on us in this program. And I realized that it's not about me writing down like, oh, what is my want ad for God? It's letting God show me who he is um, and having that spiritual experience. Okay, I'll wrap up. Having that spiritual experience or spiritual awakening, letting go of what I think it should be all about and just being open to what it is all about. So,
0: with that, I'll pass. Thank Thanks, Adriana T. from Michigan. And we do value everyone's experience, and we ask that um, if you've shared in the past couple of days, um, that you limit your share so that others might get to share their experience, strength, and hope too. Who would like to share this morning? Linda D. Lisa. Linda. Linda,
11: Linda.
1: Linda. 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 Linda.
0: Linda. Melissa, Danielle. O. o. So I got Lisa and Linda, Danielle and Melissa. I'm missing somebody who was up there at the front who was piped up first. Thanks, Leah. Susan A. Susan, and was there a Donna in there? Yep, Donna S. Okay, Donna. We're gonna try and squeeze everybody in. We can do it. Um, we have Lisa, then Leah, Linda. Danielle, Melissa, Susan, and Donna. If you'll just give me the first initial of your last name and where you're calling from when you share this morning, that will be great. Lisa, go ahead, press star one, and share with us this morning.
4: Star one, please, Lisa.
12: I'm sorry I, I thought I was unmuted can you hear me yes go right ahead good okay. morning to you good morning thank you for your service my name is Lisa B I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville South Carolina and I do spell my name l-e-s-a this has been such a powerful meeting for me um, all the shares have really helped me and you know I, I love to read this paragraph today where I am right now Um Um, you know, there was a lack of sufficiency for me to overcome alcoholism, compulsive overeating, and I am recovered today, but I still, I come across still my lack of sufficiency, you know, in my daily life with my character defects and self-will and self-sufficiency. And, you know, the things that can be so difficult would be like pride and fear, you know, pride will destroy my pride can destroy other people and my relationship with God. And then um, guilt, I meant to say guilt, but also fear and guilt really destroys myself because of feeling so unworthy and um, untreatable, you know, that, that uh, there's just no help for me. And that's all that bondage of self. And we're going to learn as we keep reading that that's the, that's the crux of this disease. You know, food is just a symptom And um, I I really welcome calls, especially people that have had spiritual experiences and religious practices that have helped them in the past, but that they never got free from the food. Because that's what happened to me. And I found these wonderful places and passages in the big book and the AA 12 and 12 that really talk about that, that just pulled the blanket of denial off because I kept wondering, You know, why is it not helping me? And I I saw through reading this literature and going through this step and having an experience that it's because food was on the throne. You know, I was on the throne and what I thought was on the throne. And I can still do that today, you know, as a recovered person. So I really feel very um, humbled in this meeting when I'm listening to people lately because you're my teachers, all of you. I'm just learning so much, and I keep feeling like I'm waking up more and more and more from a deep sleep, even though I've been recovered now for five years. And um, I've talked to other people, you know, the we, people that have what I want, you know, I talk to them, people that have further time in the program, and they share with me that there's just all awakenings you know always this is going to be continuous awakenings so I have to work harder today than I did last month or last year I know that and I'm just thankful to be here to be recovered to have this wonderful way of life and I just pray that my higher power helps me stay out of my own way thank you I pass
0: thank you Lisa B from South Carolina up next we have Leah S followed by
13: Linda good morning to you Leah Good morning to you, too. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S. Recovered and extremely grateful in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I came into this program completely devastated, broken in all areas, not only in my weight. But somehow, I always thought if I could just be skinny and pretty, then all the other issues would just walk away and go away. I would have relationships. I would be loved by everyone. I would be wanted by everyone. Anyway, nothing worked. Nothing worked. I uh, I had gone to Weight Watchers. I paid money for Weight Watchers. I went to Jenny Crick. And then I went and I paid money for the Why, and I never went to the Why, And then... Um, Whatever I wanted. This is an action paragraph. This is paragraph number, step number one. I was so, with all my might, I tried, but I came in entirely broken, absolutely broken. And because my intellect didn't make a difference how smart I was or how good I was or how much I wished, nothing, nothing. That. Energy of negative energy really pulled me down. And what we're saying over here in OA is that try to channel that energy to the positive side. There is hope. There is something that is so super, the power that can actually give you positive energy. And if you want to see positive energy, just look at a disabled child and see how that 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 child really, really wishes that God would really help him, and it's it's like a miracle and unbelievable, just watching um, um, that. But this is an action uh, step. It means there's. It's not the end of the world if you're just coming back. That positive energy is all that you need, and, um, and, and then just continue to try to understand these steps and implement them. And the way I implemented it my, into my life, my life has have tur- have turned around at an 180 degree angle. It is unbelievable. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Leah S. Up next,
0: we have Linda, followed by Danielle.
4: Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. It's a tremendous gift to be here on the earth with all of you in this meeting in Overeaters Anonymous. I didn't know that for a long time. I was a smart ass. Okay. Today, I'm brought back to when I was a very little child. I wanted to feel loved and safe. And I had a knife in my gut, twisting. I didn't know how to describe it, but that's what it felt like. I was always upset and agitated. And I found out later, I everything was my fault. You know, children, well, they don't know any better. And that's okay, I guess. It's human. But when you're little, that's all you can do. But now I'm pretty tall, so I'm and I'm 77, so I guess I'm grown up, and I better find a way out, and I have. And I've been uh, carried there. I've been carried there by these steps, and all of you, the big book, all the people who've helped me and hopefully the people I've helped. I hope I help people. I know this. I'm loved and I'm safe. Not just by the folks in the program and you're you're so special. You're you're really so special. Well what I found out is that everybody's special. You're a specialer. <laughs> Truthfully you are. But Everybody's special, and I'm special, because there's a power within me. It's in the universe. It's in everybody, but it's within me, and a little bit later, we're going to find out where the heck this thing is, this power. This power is unconditional love, and it's inside as well as outside, and sometimes I need help figuring out what the heck it's trying to tell me, or he or she is trying to tell me, but I listen. I listen and I follow because I like the results. And, of course, I bitch and moan. I don't want to do whatever it is, and then I do it. Do I always bitch and moan? No, of course not. Of course not. There's a joy of living, and it's in being connected to that, that inner connection to the joy of living, to the to the hope, to the strength, to the wisdom, and all the practical things that God teaches me about living they're very practical some of them very basic almost almost silly stuff but it's vital so I'm very very grateful to be here and to know these things because what's the alternative it's nuts out there people are not doing well no matter how many people say oh I'm fine I'm fine they're not they are not for the ones who are great but most of us have gone through Time, a, please. an epidemic. Thanks.
0: Bye. Thanks, Linda D. Up next, we have Danielle followed by Melissa P. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning, everyone.
11: This is Danielle O. from New York. Can you hear me? Go right ahead. Hi, everybody. When I first came into OA, I was pretty desperate, and that was in 2008. When I came in, I was type 2 diabetic, I had neuropathy in my feet, and I was scared out of my mind. It hurt every day to just walk, and I thought, I am just too young for this to be happening. And The only thing I knew was that the 12 steps worked, because they were working in other places of my life, And I saw a friend going into OA, and she had results. And I thought, okay, I'm going to give it a try, and I did. From that time for the next 10 years, 11 years, I stayed abstinent. But there came a day when I thought, you know, I just need a break, and I'm just going to go back, and I'm just going to see if I can handle this without all the support and all the people. And yet, every time I went in or out, I always miss the people. But that time, and this was only a a couple summers ago, I started to go and um, I got back into the food and I thought to myself, you know, I thought I could handle it, but and and you know what? I'm kind of liking some of these new flavors that are out here. And I was eating and I was gaining weight and I was eating and... You know, during that time that I was abstinent, I was no longer diabetic. And when I came back and I checked on things again, I found out that my blood sugars weren't being affected. And I thought, wow, I can really get away with this. I can really, I can get away with this. Yet I knew that my sizes were getting bigger and bigger and I was not thrilled with that. And I was getting very frustrated. And I was getting very depleted again. And I didn't like that feeling. So when I came back into OA this time, I thought to myself, all right, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I really need help because the progression of this disease is getting worse. Because what I thought I, I would never do out of fear was now becoming a reality. So fear isn't going to keep me abstinent these steps are going to, but I didn't know what vision was going to be like in order to get me to that point of being neutral and free from the compulsion. And those things have happened as a result. And after just a short amount of time of being here, I still am amazed at, at how this is, has worked because the desperation isn't there. My God is bigger. My my, my desperation to find the solution and sustain it is there more than ever. And these are the things that can happen for anybody who is willing to, to take these, these steps seriously and actually um, do it out of, yes, desperation, but not fear, you know, because that's not what keep, kept me abstinent because I did what I did. So real grateful to be here this morning and, and grateful to be abstinent day at a time. And I am from Danielle O oh from New York. Thank you. With that.
0: Account. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Danielle. Up next, we have Melissa P. followed by Susan. Good morning, Melissa. Good
14: morning, Jen. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, everyone. My name is Melissa P. and I'm from outside of Buffalo, New York. Uh, I, this paragraph, you know, I started a non-for-profit based on Having a baby conceived through infertility, also known as a miracle from God, uh, where I wanted to pay back the world you know i I felt like I had a debt to pay God to say thank you and it's uh It's based on kindness and and showing up, right like shining your light in other people's lives and doing all these great things you know and here I was three hundred and fifty pounds, screaming at my husband. Loading up my car to get these supplies out to go be kind in the community, right? Binging on the foods that were left over, binging on the foods from behind the scenes, pretending like I was someone that I wasn't, dying inside every single day. And the scale just kept going up and up and up. Forget about what I was, you know, numb like a mom right in front of my miracle child, right? Moral, this set of principles, right? I I designed my life and got other people to follow, right, based on this beautiful way of living. And yet I couldn't stop eating. I couldn't stop. You know, because I thought for me that it was a God who took my order. You know, not a God that I took direction from lovingly so. Because I was making a mess. I was making a mess of my life day after day. You know, and uh, my family, my friends, and certain people that came into contact with me, they were casualties of a war that I fought inside my head every single day. You know, and and right, food is just a symptom. We talk about what our ideals are as recovered people. I have a behavior plan now. Forget, you know, this, this set of principles. Um, I literally have a behavior plan that when I'm disrupted about something, I have an opposite behavior that I pray that my God gives me the courage and the strength to follow up with. Right. Cause I'm, I get to show up in the world differently these days. And what, you know, the releasing of almost 100 pounds is beautiful. The fellowship, beautiful. Having being sane is beautiful. But I'll tell you what, I'm I'm still a little raw, right? And and I need permission to still be messy and know that God loves me anyways. And I got a whole contact list of people that will answer my phone call when I'm feeling real messy in the world. Um, you know, because I'm not covering up with food anymore, right? That warm blanket's gone. I got a, I got a different sense of ease and comfort. Um, but right. I, I can't depend on something Melissa made to get through anymore because the Melissa made, you know, I got all sorts of letters after my name and, you know, big shot credentials didn't keep me from binging between clients or showing up in the world as a mess. Uh, you know, and so right now I need this, I need you, I need to be here speaking. um, and I finally figured out through all of this that the only uh, the only letters after my name that I need are G O D. That's it. Nothing more, right? Um, and that's it. You know. So if you're new, keep coming back and call me. Thank you so much for uh, hearing me. Thank you to all of you. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks, Melissa P. from Buffalo, New York. Up next, we have Susan, and then Donna. If you guys want to split the last five minutes on the clock, that would be great. Good morning to you, Susan.
15: Hi. Good morning, moderator. Thank you for your service. Can you
12: hear me?
0: I can. Susan, give us the first initial of your last name
15: and your location where you're calling from today, please. I'm Susan A. as an apple, and I'm I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from outside of Philadelphia. I wanted to get into the sentences that of several people identified, which have to do with the set of morals and philosophies. In the faith that I was raised, there are a set of morals and philosophies which have helped me in my life, and I continue to rely on them. But when it comes to my food addiction, I needed more than just rules and information What I needed and what I am experiencing is a new way of life, which for me has been a relationship with my higher power. And my higher power is loving, wise, and good. So why wouldn't I want to have a relationship with that power? Um, Because my higher power has partnered with me to defeat this disease one day at a time. A fellow in the program says that her credits don't transfer. For me, that means that I, I can't rely on yesterday's spiritual workout to take me through today in a recovered state. I need to renew that spirituality daily. And I've been in OA for decades and have accumulated a lot of individual abstinences But staying stopped consistently over time has been elusive. Um, And about four years ago, my higher power led me to the vision program. And since then, I've worked the 12 steps in the big book and alongside all of you. And this has helped me to be entirely abstinent so I can live in a recovered state and reach out to help others and at the same time receive help back. Um, the Vision Fellowship has been a life preserver for me that has been thrown to me as I've been thrashing in deep waters or, and unable to help myself or calmly floating on my back not knowing I was headed for the crest of a huge waterfall. I want to come full circle in this and just say that the codes and philosophies weren't enough to keep me sober and recovered, but they were stepping stones into a relationship with God who then led me to the 12 steps. And I am truly grateful for this way of life and for all of you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you,
0: Susan A. from Philly. Up next, we have Donna. Donna, we have a couple minutes
16: left on the clock. Go right ahead. Hi, I'm Donna, compulsive overeater in recovery. Thank you, everybody, for all your shares. Um, I'm going to try to add something, but um, there's just, uh, when I think about this, um, that I tried to overcome this disease, I've been a compulsive overeater since I can remember as a baby sitting in a high chair. I remember my mother trying to feed food in my mouth, and, and I remember as I grow, was growing, she'd say, if you only would just um, eat like me, just follow what I do, and nothing I ever did was like her. It was just over. I always wanted more, I um, and I tried to control that all, all my life, all my life trying to, um, you know, control it with different diets like everybody else did, and... Um, you know, all the moral stuff. Yeah, we had morals. I was a good, um, good Catholic girl and did all the stuff that I was, you know, I was a good kid as far as it went, but still always, whatever it was, I always wanted more. And I never, never, I, well, I had a higher power, but it was more of a uh, religious higher power. It wasn't the higher power that I have now, um, the you know, the God that I have now, um. All I ever missed was was not having my higher power spiritually in me. That's what I was really missing. And it took me a long time to get uh, abstinent again. I was abstinent when I first came in. And now with the visions, I got abstinent again. Is that, is that the end? You're doing Hello? great.
0: That's perfect. Thank you so much, I Donna. We here? appreciate your share. Can you give me the first initial of your last name and where you're calling from today? S as as in Smith. And what state are you calling from? Uh, Florida, Eastern. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Donna. Appreciate you uh, finishing us out there this morning. Um, It is uh, 5 till the hour. Thanks to everyone who shared. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Here's the share ID for today, Thursday, March 18th, 7 a.m., it's 16,607, 16,607, We will now close the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Janice P.M. please read A Vision for You?
4: Ryan yes. thank you so much. Yes, Hara. <laughs>
7: yes. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We <clears throat> excuse me, we realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come. If your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something that you haven't got. Say to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past.